Hello and welcome everyone to episode two of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How are you doing this week, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, not too bad. Getting over a bit of a cold, so if I sound congested at all, that's why. I just got a little head cold Uh, and uh, trying to power through this. But thankfully, I have the wonderful healing power of One Piece to guide me through. And I'm already (laughs) feeling better uh, for reading it. And, uh, you know, nobody ever talks about the curative properties of One Piece. Yeah, of course. You know, it'll just... It'll, you know, you got wrinkles on your face. It'll just, like, it'll clear up your wrinkles. It'll just, you know put a smile on your face and you'll just be feeling like a million bucks when you read one piece. All it takes is five chapters. Yeah. Five chapters a week. <laughs> that's all you need. And you know what? This podcast will actually even enhance those properties. It's like, it's like a going from PlayStation to PlayStation plus or however you wanted to no. talk about. It. It's just, just that good. But I suppose we should actually talk about the, this uh, week's chapters as we're going for ending one arc and getting into the next. But before that, we should actually, you know, end this arc uh, with chapter six, number one, where we pick up with Luffy just really excited that Zoro's joining his crew. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the desperation. Like, Luffy's just so concentrated. It's like, yay, you're joining me. It's like, just, just untie me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This this whole moment, this gag is um, great because you just have the Marine slowly closing in and Luffy's just like, oh, you know, oh, OK. Oh, oops. Uh, huh, these knots are kind of tight. And then, you know, he's <laughs> it's just messing around while the clock is very quickly turning down. Yeah, you got all these like, well, if, bu- if bullets can't hurt him, let's use our swords and chop him up and go that way. And just Luffy's like, eh, just untie. He's like, oh, hey, I got one of your arms untied. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no tension. Nope. He is just not selling it at all. And meanwhile, <laughs> Zoro's losing his mind. Yeah, yes. I, I love it so much. But I do love the suddenness of like Morgan going, those who defy me must die. And to the next page, Zoro getting his other arms free and away from the post and blocking every sword with the ridiculousness that is his three sword style. It makes no sense, but I just, uh, you, I just love how cool it looks. You just have this, I mean, because this is basically the um, reveal as far as like the reader knows is like, oh, that's what, like what this means by using the three sword style. Like, He's got, you know, he's able to block somehow like like a half dozen or, or more Marines here with, with just like two swords in his hands and one in his mouth. How strong is his bite strength at this point? Because yeah. my God, and I, I think it's even implied that his mouth, like he can even talk normally with it in his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before getting into One Piece originally, this was one of the first things I heard about is that, oh, yeah, there's a swordsman there that uses three swords and one of them goes in his mouth. I'm like... Wait, what? <laughs> that sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. It it it's so dumb, but it's so cool. And that's like that's just one piece in a nutshell. And I a, a little subtle thing that I really like. I'll have to go back and check because I'm not sure if the Japanese version does this, mm-hmm. but in the the Funimation dub, they actually take consideration to whenever whenever Zoro is speaking like with the sword in his mouth, it sounds like he's got something in his mouth. And I always loved that touch. That is a good attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He sounds rah, 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 rah. Yeah. <laughs> The first one who moves dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet he's like still that. threatening with that happening. <laughs> yes. I love this Absolutely. reveal. It is the as you said, the proper amount of ridiculousness and it just works. Like 
it, it says a lot about Oda that Zoro still looks badass doing this. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then they've got the just utter ridiculousness of the next panel where he's still holding him back. They're not moving. And Luffy's just sort of standing there. It's like, yeah, okay, this is a thing that's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No big deal. This is such a great exchange. He's like basically making demands of Luffy's like, all right, you got me on your crew. I'm a pirate now. And if I have to abandon my goal of becoming the greatest swordsman, then I... I forget what Harakiri is, but I'm, I'm imagining it's ritual suicide. It's like, you're going to commit yeah, suicide yeah, for to, yeah, doing this. Yeah, stab yourself in the belly, you know, for your, your, the shame that you've brought upon. Yeah. And Luffy's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to have the greatest swordsman on my crew when I'm going to be king of the pirates. Like, he's already referring to, to himself as his boss. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, the camaraderie between these two, the way these two yeah. play off each other, just right off the bat. It's, such, it's like instant. Yeah. It just yeah. immediately gels together, and I'm impressed. Like, I, I, I really can't put it any other way than that. It's just, like, they have this great repertoire together just by talking and even while yeah. fighting, because this is our first real fight scene where yeah. he's blocking all of them, and Luffy pulls out a brand-new gum-gum move, which is whip. And oh, that, that spread when he just, like, I cannot get enough of the way that Oda plays with perspective with these, like, these big attack spreads. They just really sell Luffy's, like, stretchy abilities. Like, that first spread when Luffy punches the sea monster at the end of the first chapter. Like, it, it's a similar sort of framing of just, like, you get to see his limbs just, like, stretch far into the frame. Mm-hmm. And you, you, just, you just have a full, like, full view of, of the kind of, like, power that it has. <laughs> it looks yeah. painful. Yeah, it, lo- it looks painful. It looks impressive. I It's, it's, it's great. A, it's a great first fight scene. And they're not seriously hurt but they're basically like well we're screwed we can't do this and <laughs> yeah you got Zoro just hanging out Luffy hanging out like they're just sort of like eh, whatever uh, what is it yes. the boom <laughs> yeah I, I think this is the first of many of um these kinds of panels where it's just it's just you have this big old spread of them posing really really cool as they have, have downed like so many enemies and they're just like what what about it you know just so casually it's <laughs> It is just the the peak of cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, I don't know if this was in the anime at all, because holy crap, Morgan. Oh, yeah. I it just, like, hey, all you cowards who are whining, just shoot yourselves in the head because I don't tolerate defeatists. And they're seriously putting their guns at their own head. I need to go and check the, the four kids dub of the scene where they got water guns. And you're like, oh, I'm going to point a water gun at my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, soak your ears. That's you all deserve wet willies. That's the only way to make uh, this up uh, to me. And hey, that's hey, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what? Hey, that's a fa- that's a fair punishment. <laughs> that's way more fair than kill yourself because you're a defeatist. Yeah, it's just I, I, you must die for value valuing your life. But hey, that's that's uh, Captain Morgan for you. Mm-hmm. And I got this. I love how Luffy's like, no, you don't kill yourselves. <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the face-off between Morgan and Luffy, just, I don't think there's ever a moment where I thought Luffy was in trouble. Yeah. But it does a good job of showing off the power of Morgan. The fact that he cuts down through that fence and and wall. And he's nothing to be scoffed at. He, he, there's a reason he's feared. He's not completely... Yeah, yeah. He, he is a threat. And it's good to... 
I guess that's sort of the difference between this first real fight and like with with Alvita, it was like a curb stomp of a couple pages. But at least we are sort of getting the establishment that this foe is at least something to be feared, which is something, of course, you know, we'll we'll see more and more of that as as things go on. But I I do like that just rather quickly, you know, he was able to establish like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, like that that axe is something to be avoided. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. go down in just one hit. He he gets kicked in the face, sent sent flying, and yet he still gets up. And I, I love the detail of him grabbing the weird protrusion at the bottom of his elbow in order to put even more power behind it. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's, oh, that's so weird. I hate, I hate looking at that thing. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love just the, like, pure confidence by Luffy. Like, yeah, he's Luffy's avoiding it all. He's kicking him in the head once again. And yeah. he Morgan just does not stand a chance. I really enjoy the uh, the choreography in these panels. Like it, every, everything feels kind of almost. I feel bad for saying this. Like kind of Dragon Ball esque. There, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's like that, that, that's what every shonen manga is to an extent. That but is like the comparison. Yeah, but like the uh, I, I think I mean specifically like the clarity with which there's sort of like an action and reaction for every move, and Oda takes the time to sort of panel that out, and it takes more time to convey it this way but it's something i really appreciate having having read a lot of the later chapters i feel like a lot of the action set pieces don't really get the time to like breathe on the page because there's so much story content to cover mm-hmm. in, a, in a single chapter so i really like that it's like this th- these early action scenes really get a chance to breathe in terms of the the paneling and the choreography yeah you you get a sense of luffy's agility because he's just avoiding everything morgan's throwing at him yeah, and his body's just like twisting and turning and just like the way the way Oda is able to just like draw it so effortlessly is addictive. It's so cool. It's really good and it it would just be a complete beatdown, not that it wasn't already, until mm-hmm. Helmeppo stands in and we get the the most infamous four kids panel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was aware of this edit far before I would even become a One Piece fan where you've got you've got Helmeppo pointing a gun at Kobe's head and you kind of think like at least in terms of the manga, he's already been shot. Like, yeah, I guess it's it's not. I mean, yeah, he's got a gun pointed at his head, but like the, I don't know if that's necessarily as tense because like, yeah, he's already taken a bullet at this point. I mean, technically, this one would hit him in the head, which I think is going to be a little more fatal. Uh, yeah, a little more, a little more fatal. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, the the four kids edit of like, I don't even know what they turned it into. This it, it was like, like a this hammer gun, weird <laughs> hammer thing. Like it just. It didn't mesh with the art at all, at least with, like, the water guns. They basically just had to, like, change the color, but I don't know. I don't know what they were doing here. But, yeah, that was something that I was aware of online before I would e- had even considered reading One Piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of the first things I knew. It was. I think it was one of those early indicators, probably four or four kids, where they're like, ah, crap, we've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have picked this one up. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's still, like, it's still a great moment Uh, Just in the manga itself, because this is Kobe at his best bravery. Like, I kind of forgot that he's like, hey, just let him kill me. Take down these guys. I don't care if it costs me my life. That's awesome. It's a great development on his part. Uh, So, so, so quickly at that. Mm -hmm. Like, no hesitation whatsoever. You don't see him freaking out. Like, he got a kind of panicked face. Yeah. But that's about it. And just you turn away from his head and then it's just bam, let him kill me. Take down these Navy officers. Yes. And then there's the implied instant trust between Luffy and Zoro where yeah. Luffy is do- doing, you know, the gum gum p- pistol against Helmeppo 
and while Morgan's coming up behind him, and you just see this little thing where the sword goes back into Zoro's mouth, and yeah. they take out the the Morgans <laughs> in one go. I, I love, like, you have that panel after Helmeppo goes down, and you just, you know, you, you see XN Morgan coming. Like, it looks like he's about to swing his his arm down, mm-hmm. but you just shift to the next panel, and he just, like, falls back. It is a, it's a great way to play with the reader's expectations. It just a badass moment we have again Zoro ridiculous he has a sword in his mouth but yeah, that it's, pose it's so is so silly, but it's... I feel like instantly iconic <laughs> yeah yeah like I just I can't get enough of the, the the silhouette of him having like two swords raised on each like in each hand and then just like the one sword in his mouth cutting through it's just a cool pose mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't be as cool as it is it really shouldn't but there's nothing much to it like the, the fight itself is relatively short but there's yeah. just enough here in these early chapters to get a sense for both of their abilities and their teamwork which i think is the they bigger to thing show here, off how well they work together right off the bat yeah i mean that was chapter six but it felt it felt like they had been fighting together for several chapters already right and that's that's it for chapter six that they're yeah that, that's the battle uh, morgan is defeated and i like that uh, zoro is the one that got the victory over it you know yeah yeah I think that makes sense, given given what he's been through. It makes sense that he's the one to deal with the final blow. Absolutely. And then we're on to Chapter 7, Friends. Mm-hmm. And, again, utterly ridiculous title page where Luffy's painting the, <laughs> the pirate symbol on a bear for some yeah. reason. With, with bread in his mouth? Yeah. The bear's just yeah. sitting there. He has bread. There's a bunch of bread near near a sleeping Zoro. A bird yeah. somehow got involved as well. Like it is, I don't understand this one, but I kind of love it because the bears just sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm st- I'll stick around. Yeah, I love, I love a-, a lot of these early covers are just like, oh, let's just put the characters in an animal in somehow, and they're just gonna, they're just gonna do something goofy, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, we get the opening where it's like, hey, Morgan's down, Helmeppo's down, all the other Marines are looking at each other, it's like. Well, what do we do now? Oh, hey, let's celebrate. We're free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes sense when you consider, like, because like, you got the the Marines here all, like, celebrating that Morgan's reign of terror is over, you know, bonsai <laughs> for the Navy. You sort of got to see them go through their own little, like, mini arc of their own as they sort of follow the command of, of Morgan and Helmeppo until, like, like the, the commands get more and more ridiculous. Like, yeah, get through the little girl out, and they obey that. And then it's like, well, wait, you know, throw her out. You should have killed her. And it's like, I'm not going to kill a little girl. And then, you know, it, like, it, things like that, you know, mm. they, they sort of get more and more like, hey, like, this sucks. <laughs> so this is this is about the right reaction. Yeah, the, you can always see them kind of fighting back. So it, yeah. th- it makes sense that they were immediately like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, I, there, there is that wonderful little moment of relief with Kobe. It's like, oh, cool. They're not all corrupt. It was just Morgan yes, being, yes. you know, ruling by fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of an obvious statement, but I, I do like that affirmation, like, for his own sake. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Yes, yes. And then Zoro passes out because, oh, yeah, he was starved for nine days and still able to pull that stuff off. <laughs> yeah. I love that Luffy is like, you would have never survived the whole month. Like, <laughs> dang, dude. It's like, yeah, you're eating more than me. <laughs> Common eating thing. I, I love this little like moment, too. It's just villagers staring at them from outside the window. Oh, yeah. I just... <laughs> it's the fun little details. Like, yeah, it makes sense that people are like, 
Oh, they're the ones who took down Morgan? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Zoro's not as, as scary as he looks. <laughs> nope, not at all. And that's when we get Zoro asking, okay, what do we do next? All right, we're going for that grand line that we talked about before. Yeah. We get Kobe freaking out again. <laughs> yeah. I yep. mean, to be fair, he's not wrong in this case when there's, there is only two of them. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess this is sort of like the last one of these, of, of him sort of freaking out after somebody says something really outlandish. I like that it's it, it sort of moves on to, like, Luffy saying, you know, we're going our separate ways, but we're always going to be friends. And, right. You know, that's, that's a great little sentiment. Exactly. Uh, there's a there's a nice difference to the context here, where before it was like, that's oh, yeah. impossible, you can't do that. And instead, now it's being framed as... I'm worried about you this time. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just, I, I, not saying you can't do it, but I really like you and I don't want you to come to harm. So, yeah, please yeah. be okay. <laughs> this is sort of the moment that I was waiting for since his introduction, being put on this path where, you know, he, on the next page, he finally admits, like, the two of you taught me to fight for what I believe in. And that's like the secret sauce to, <laughs> to One Piece, I feel like sometimes is just. You know, this is this is sort of the effect that, you know, Luffy and his friends have on people. And, mm -hmm. and Kobe is the first victim, so to speak, of, of learning how to fight for what he believes in. Yeah. And then, again, Zoro and Luffy just being on the same page immediately. is like, you have to fight for what you believe in. Yeah, that's why I'm going to the Grand Line. And Zoro's just like, yeah, it makes sense <laughs> to me. Like, that logic's sound. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but he is also... Again, smart because, like, yeah, you're gonna have trouble joining the navy. You were a cabin boy with an uh, with a pirate for two years. They find out about that. Uh, you're not enlisting. Yeah, yeah. Which it does set up the crux of the whole kind of conflict. The rest of the chapter, where I believe the marine they said like, "Oh my god, he died." That that one that got cut uh, by Morgan for <laughs> refusing to kill a little girl. Hey, he's okay. Oh, is it cool. the same guy? I think it is. I, I recognize the 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 beard, so I oh, think it's the same huh. guy. I'll have to go back and check that. That's I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I sort of see it. Huh. Mm -hmm. I think it is, but he kind of comes in and points out. I was like, "Hey, you saved us. You saved the town. We're grateful, but we are Marines and we can't really deal with pirates. So yeah. we're not going to report you, but you need to get out." <laughs> and they're just like, "Yeah, all right." Also, the first of many of these. While the while all the villagers are like, "Hey, what the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> The good old, good old, gotta follow the rules, you know, gotta, gotta kick out, you know, they're pirates, gotta kick them out. So, you know, that's the sort of dichotomy between doing, uh, doing what's right and doing what you're told to do. Mm -hmm. And we got the conclusion to Kobe's character arc where it's like, hey, you're not going with them. And he has to admit to uh, declare that, no, he's not with them. This is a, a great moment. And, and I think a really, a really good, like shining moment for, um, for Luffy's character. He does this bit where he's like, oh yeah, we, we totally know what happened. Like, oh yeah, you know, he's about to let slip to the, to the Navy that uh, Kobe used to be on a pirate crew. And it's just, it's just like baiting him to the point of like Kobe just straight out, like, just punches Luffy, as, you know, just tells him to shut up. That's a good, impactful punch, too. Like, it, it oh, yeah. feels like truly like you're crushing my dream. How dare you? I am going to deck you. <laughs> Finally, sort of forcing Kobe to fight for something for once in his life. And of course, it doesn't really hurt Luffy at all. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just pummels poor Kobe. He's <laughs> like, just, yeah. obviously not hitting him that hard, but. <laughs> Just a fun little exchange. Obviously, it's like, hey, obviously you're not friends. 
leave town. Don't punch him anymore. Yeah. It's such a good way to express that without saying a single word. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's something I really appreciate about that moment. And, and just forcing Kobe to stand up for himself. Exactly. And that's that's what he's doing. Like He's uh, he's like, oh, God, I'm still depending on his help. I have to depend on myself from now on. And I'm going to become an officer of the Navy, uh, even if I have to just be a cabin to a boy. Just, I need to join. And... Yeah. There's some objections being raised of how about how pirates are known to plant spies spies in the navy, and Kobe just gets really determined here. Yeah, it's it's a great moment. <laughs> I, I I love this emphasis. Like I, I'll be honest. I I think I was around Kobe a little too much in the anime, but in the manga, it's like the perfect amount where you just get his arc, and he doesn't become this overly negative. Oh God, this character again, just so spineless. I, the pacing helps Kobe a lot here. Yeah, yeah. It, it sort of, he gets put on the right path pretty quickly, which is really important. Like, this was, what, basically, like, five chapters in that he, he went from just being a crybaby to just, like, being around Luffy for that little bit of time was enough for him to want to chase his dreams. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that is, that's, I don't know. It, it, it's sowing the seeds for what becomes really compelling stuff later. You sort of see the where things probably are going to go with Luffy interacting with other people from this point. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Also, he'll, his trust, because Zoro pointing out, I was like, yeah, that was really bad acting. And like, eh, he'll get in somehow. I trust him. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this line. It was like, everybody hates us. That's the way pirates should leave a town. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> but then, of course, we can't have that. We can't have them just leave on their own. We got Kobe coming and thanking Luffy, saluting him. Luffy saying, we'll meet again. And then all the other Navy officers come and like, yeah, we're going to salute him away as well. And there's a big yes. celebration. Like, it's a it's a good <laughs> feel-good moment. Yeah, and then uh, no dinner for a week for saluting pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still not as much as what Zoro had to do. So, oh, they'll be just, Hey, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and we are... And just like that, we're, we're on our way to the Grand Line. Yeah. That, that sort of. <laughs> I, kind of. I, I don't think we're going to get there quite yet. But uh, no. yeah, he got Luffy, seven chapters in, has his first crewmate. And his I guess his first mate. Because they never come out and say it. But yeah, that's basically what Zoro is. This is his first mate. I feel like they, they might have said it at some point. Or maybe, maybe, that's, maybe it's just an assumption since he is the first crew member. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think that's. <laughs> I think they mention it later on. But that's really yeah. a, for for all intents and purposes, he's he's the first mate. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it brings us to chapter eight. Time for a new arc featuring a character named Nami, as the chapter title points out. Yeah. And we see the problem of these two sailing together. Where oh yeah, they're hungry, and Zoro points out that's like um you can't navigate. <laughs> and Luffy just points out it's like eh, drifting's worked pretty well for me so far. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I, I love this little anecdote of just like this. I was like, ah, I followed a pirate after I was out to sea. I couldn't find my way back to my village. So uh, like basically he got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I love like not to spoil things, but I love this little seed of what's to come in regards to Zoro. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is it, so, so subtly done. Yeah. And then it just it pays off so well later. But yeah. he's like, yeah, I, I couldn't find my way back to the village, so I just started hunting pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then we also get another 
ongoing joke for this series where Luffy's listing off the type of people they need on a crew. It's like, all right, yep. we need a navigator and we need a cook and a musician. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a very common thing is Luffy wanting a musician for this crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot it started of... in chapter eight. Yeah. Wow. Talk about oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> how far into the Matrix is, has Oda been seeing from how early on is what I want to know. He's said about doing research and preparing like in this sort of in between chapters for the actual volumes. Like, yeah. How long did he spend and map out? Because I know he also said that it ended up being longer than he intended. I could yeah, just yeah, the idea he, grew from where he, he started. I think he said his initial plan was like five years. <laughs> I can't sure. imagine yeah. the story finishing uh-huh. in five years. <laughs> uh huh. That's insane. Yeah. But I mean, to have it all planned out that far in advance, but it still have that wiggle room. It's it's impressive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then we got the uh, the complete silliness of like, oh hey, we need food. Hey, there's a bird. Let's go eat it. And he rockets himself up to the bird and just this amazing visual gag of the bird just grabbing a hold of his head and flying off how did that is a good catch how did how did like i'm, I'm staring at this panel of luffy freaking out because he, he's like trapped in a bird's beak and i'm just like how did this what and, and that that's how he just he just gets carried away <laughs> yep and, it's like zoro is just like panic just, just rolling after him it's, it's such a good visual gag it's like he just like oh yeah of course like Again, it's kind of called back to Goku. It's like, oh, random animal I can eat. Let's just fry it up real quick. And then the opposite yeah. happens for Luffy, where it's like, oh, they caught me. Help. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the utter ridiculousness of, oh, hey, there's three men uh, shipwrecked and out in the water. It's like, I can't stop. I got to keep going after them. You have to grab on if you want to if you want to be saved. <laughs> and they somehow yeah. manage it. I love that it's like, good, you made it. And then these three guys is like, you would have left us to die. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the, like, ah, hey, stop it. We're actually pirates of this guy named Buggy the Clown. And mm. the Zoro's just like, really? Really? <laughs> <Huh>? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, and then just like the the page flip and they're all just beaten to a bloody pulp. Like, <laughs> sorry, we didn't realize you were the pirate hunter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then they, because of that, it was just long enough that he lost sight of yep, uh, yep, Luffy. Yep. And this is when you hear about, like, okay, well, how'd you guys end up in the middle of the ocean anyway? And they blame this random woman. Yeah. So they get a nice little flashback here where they just finished raiding a merchant ship and uh, were checking out all the, tr- all the treasure when they find a random boat just out drifting with a young woman just passed, yeah. kind of passed out, arm in the water, just completely dehydrated and like hey could you spare some water maybe a piece of bread i'm lost at sea i have this treasure chest if you want to take it whatever i just i need to survive and they completely fall for it hook line and sinker they check out the chest she jumps over to the other one and immediately paddles off (laughs) just talk about like one a great way to to introduce nami and just like this this is like her character in a nutshell of just like being a complete trickster to get what she wants and mm. then completely completely screwing over whoever gets in her way. <laughs> it's great because it's also her not... She's not using her body to get her way. She is using oh, yeah, yeah. That's pure it. mind games in this and yeah, just yeah. knowing at this point how pirates work. Yep, It's like, oh, more treasure. Obviously, they'll go for it. You can tell that she's been doing this a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And completely tricks them. And then this other really potent idea of just how good she is at 
whatever this is where she just knows the weather. Um, yeah. Where she points out that a cold front's coming and violent showers with means of squall. And any kind of small vessels like the one she had should worry about capsizing. And then they capsize. <laughs> I love that if she had not found them, she probably would have gotten gotten wrecked by that storm, wouldn't she? Uh, that's the assumption. Because that's where, that's where she was. <laughs> I have a feeling that she might have seen him in the distance, calculated mm. when the storm front was coming, and just get it like, I, I think... There's a I lot of mental that. math yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, that's sort of all, all according to plan. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of have to go with it. I can see a world where she saw them, plotted out how fast they're going, sets up her ship in just the right position so it can work, and it comes across like this. But yeah, yeah. you can you can tell she's not the first time she's done this. <laughs> oh no no no! And yeah. first thing, of course, Zoro points out is like, wow, she's really good. She'd make a great navigator. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. planting that seed. Like, oh, we need yep. a navigator. Oh, hey, this girl who's really good at navigating just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> who knew? But then we got yeah. like, hey, who is this Buggy the Clown anyway? And all you know is that he's the most ferocious pirate of the parts and actually ate a fruit of the devil like Luffy, which yep. immediately plants. Like, I didn't even realize that at first. Again, the the gradual step up in enemies uh, mm-hmm. as the, the, the manga continues, where we had a bandit, yes. then a, 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 a pirate, like a, a bad pirate, then the Navy, mm-hmm. and now we're getting another pirate. But this one actually has a devil fruit like Luffy, which yes. definitely puts him as more of a potential uh, threat than anything yeah, we've had yeah, up to this point. It's somebody that can go toe-to-toe with him, I guess, is sort of the where where they're pushing that. Yeah, that's where it kind of seems at this point. Mm-hmm. We see Buggy's ship. I, I love the random elephant mast. <laughs> yeah, the elephant mast, that's great. I, com- I completely forgot that this is what this ship looked like. I also, like, looking at it now and knowing how it goes later, the amount of cannons on here is crazy and fits with his character oh, yeah. there's like there's two cannons oh, yeah. on either side there's four along the sides there's cannons in that front mast <laughs> and even the so elephant excessive. is a cannon. Yeah. yes <laughs> even the mast is a cannon that's why it's an elephant it's like i never noticed that before until just looking yeah. at it and it's like wow they really said his motif between nami's introduction a couple of pages ago in this i feel like there's so much that you can glean from these characters just like off of just like a couple of little bits of information and I just, I, I love, uh, it's brilliant. I love it. Mm. It is just amazingly well put together. And then we're back with Nami, who yep. is running for more of Buggy's pirates as she has stolen a map of the Grand Line. Yep. And uh, they're they're mentioning already, like, I don't want to be killed by one of the captain's cannonballs. So if we don't get it back, we're dead. Yep. And <laughs> again, his penchant for cannonballs, we see he sees the bird holding Luffy in the sky. Just shoot it down. Shoot it down. Whatever. Just shoot it down. And Luffy comes crashing right between the pirates yep. and, and Nami. Completely unscathed. <laughs> Completely unscathed. It's like, who the heck's shooting cannonballs at me? Whew, I'm alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Nami, quick thinking as always, like immediately just pins it on him. It's like, oh, yep. hey, boss, you came to rescue me. Yeah. And it just gets the heck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> she is gone. Bye. And yeah, they completely fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Also, not sure why um, Buggy has a Frankenstein on his crew. Oh yeah, why? I <laughs> don't know. Shirk says Hans Hans worst on it. 
You know what? Sure, why not? Yeah, I'll go with it. Why not? I, yeah. I I don't understand, but then again, I forgot how many pivotal things get introduced these early chapters. The, right. the Frankenstein guy smacks Luffy across the head, knocking off his hat, and just an immediate punch to the nose, knocking him flat. And oh just yeah! Don't yeah. touch the hat. This is, I think, maybe the first time we see like anything kind of phase Luffy. This is sort of the one line that you do not cross is, is the hat. Yeah. It just immediately yeah. putting the importance of that hat on there. It's like, yeah, this is, oh, as he puts it later, it's like, this is his treasure. <laughs> yes. But he, of course, beats them down with no issue. And Nami's like, oh, hey, you're actually strong. Uh, I specialize in robbing pirates. Want to team up? And that's it for the chapter. It's just like, yeah, I you know, got this introduction to her, what she's all about. And Luffy's like, really? Robbing pirates? It's mostly set up, but there's a lot of great moments in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'd say a pretty... Who do you think has the better introduction so far at this point? Nami or Zoro? Um, I think you learn a lot more about who Nami is in much quicker of a time. So, like, I, I'm kind of impressed with how how much Oda is able to convey with what little that we were given. And I, I, think, I think I prefer her introduction just off of that merit alone. But, like, Zoro is still really great. And I think... The, the way that he's introduced by, like, everybody talks about him like he's horrible. And then, you know, I like how the reality is different than the, the rumor, the hearsay, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I think I, did, I think I do slightly prefer Nami's introduction overall. I think I do, too. She just has this mysterious quality to her, to her and, you know, the fact that she has the intelligence and bravery to rob pirates. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting hook. She just, she is perfectly just that trickster that... Yeah. I mean, I, I know her design is kind of in, in, uh, based upon a cat, but she is kind of Catwoman. <laughs> she is just... Yeah, he, yeah basically. Just, <laughs> this you know. is the pirate version of Catwoman. <laughs> and it, it definitely impresses upon you. And it, it, obviously, the anime really liked her because they kept sneaking her in all the way back in the first episode. That was always a really odd choice to me. Not, not odd in... Like, I don't dislike it, but it is definitely one of those, like, oh... I feel like it's kind of playing with the expectations of the people who've read the manga who are like, oh, okay. And I think even while all of the Morgan stuff is going on, like, it's, I, I think during that moment, Nami is like, she's like looking for a treasure map or looking for a treasure and is like, she's basically, you know, it's like, haha, Buggy the Clown got here first or something like that. It is sort of like, kind of, they were trying to slowly put the pieces in place, whereas the the manga just sort of just goes in for it. Yeah, it's just here she is and here's her character. And I think I kind of prefer that. Like, yeah, she's kind of mysterious, yeah. but I feel like you like you know what she's all about a little too soon. By the time you get to this point, it's not really a surprise anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if this was the kind of thing that needed that extra build up. But mm. I, I appreciate that they, I guess, made an attempt to expand on things and make it feel more a little bit more cohesive i don't know yeah. I, I could take it or leave it <laughs> and kind of crazy that again she was in on the title page of the first chapter it doesn't actually appear until chapter eight granted not oh my god you're right <laughs> that long but <laughs> yeah not not that long people but, had to know... wait two months to know who the heck that girl was yeah yeah there's there there are some other ones that are real long actually even in, in the first chapter there's somebody who's like wait that's actually really relevant. That is true. I, <laughs> I did notice that, but I, I decided to hold off on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll mention if, if I'm thinking of the same character, which I don't think there's many others, but I think I think we're thinking of the same one. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's another one coming up soon that's like 
shows shows up really randomly and you're like wait wait that's wait hold on (laughs) so it makes it makes me wonder but yeah that brings us to chapter nine which is femme fatale which yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah pretty much but yeah it's just her confirming that yeah she steals treasure from pirates and they she thinks she can make a fortune but luffy's not interested and then she just immediately asking like hey why'd you get mad when you touched a hat luffy just says it's my treasure and all she doesn't think about in a sympathetic way it's just like oh uh is it jewels hidden in it or a treasure map and luffy's just like leave me alone (laughs) go away yeah yeah but then we get our introduction to buggy and this is a great scene i i love how mysterious it is he has this weird thing where he obviously he is a clown but he has this really threatening look to him the crossbones yeah. across his face, the deadened eyes, like just yeah, and just like completely in shadow. Like it's it's way cooler than Buggy deserves. But <laughs> when you find out find out more about Buggy, but upon yes. her first introduction, he is extreme, he's threatening. He is extremely effective. Where yeah. he finds out from this crew member that they lost Nami, lost the map. And he's like, we're just getting ready to head to the Grand Line and raise some hell. And then we find out one of his quirks (laughs) where the uh, pirate says, and only the robber knows. It's like, what did you say? (laughs) I said, robber knows. What? Rubber knows? Rubber knows. I have to. I didn't get a chance to read this batch of chapters in Japanese yet, but I can just tell that this is probably a great little bit of localization where mm-hmm. they just they, they, they had to sort of rearrange the parts, I imagine, to, to get it to just the right wording to sound like rubber nose. Yeah, I, I think so. So that's that's really, really clever. And yeah, and he just even at like the first sense of an imagined slight, he's just throwing stuff and completely wrecking this guy. Yeah, I, I think they really had to push for the second one where it's a mistake. So now it's a steak. It looks like beef. It's like, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Now we're getting a little bit into Joe Pesci territory. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think this is sort of a good a good introduction to how much Oda really, really loves puns. Oh, yeah. And there, there, there's so, so many puns, so many that do get lost in translation. Some some that are able to make it over or, or have to you know be be adapted in some way to make it work but like there's just there's just wordplay everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it also sets up like what the heck is his power what is his oh, devil yeah. fruit because all we see it, it is looks him... like he's getting force choked <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like darth vader he's just lifted up off the ground sh- getting choked and it's like, what is happening to this guy? And I'm not going to actually say his power because we do not learn oh, yeah. it even next chapter. I, I love the mystery behind it, though. And that's, I think, it doesn't happen all the time with, like, character introductions in One Piece. But there are some characters whose who's devil fruits, like, you're speculating on for hundreds of chapters. Mm-hmm. Because Oda will just do this. Like, he'll just, he'll just frame it in a way where you you don't have all of the crucial information to understand what is going on with this character's power. And like that, I think it makes it when the actual reveal happens, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. He's able to really toy with your expectations. some. Mm-hmm. And then we get the full reveal of buggy and two of his uh, more prominent crewmates. We'll put it this way. I don't remember these guys' names at all. I, I, compl- <laughs> all I, I know they're gimmicks, but I completely forget their names. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Again, they look cool. <laughs> like, yeah, even the guy yeah. in the weird bear suit is like, you know, yeah, he does it. And then just the, yeah. the lazy way that Buggy's sitting in the chair is like, man. And as he's doing this force choke to this guy. Yeah. 
And then, God, I forgot how violent these were because I had in my head, it's like, oh, nobody actually dies in One Piece. Oh, uh, no. He, he gets blown the crap up. Yeah, he, he's blown up. Buggy, he's just like, cool guys, don't look at explosions. <laughs> <laughs> just all of all of the heavy black ink in that panel is, is just all of the, just like the, the light coming from the explosion behind them. It's 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 way cooler than it has any right to be. I for, know. For he has set characters. up as such a good villain. Like, I think that's going to be another thing we have to trans- uh, talk about. Because, again, no spoilers, but no major spoilers, I should say. But Buggy doesn't maintain this level of threat. For, uh, no, not, not at all. I, I think even even rel- relatively soon, you know, he, yeah. he has this really cool introduction. But you know, as as we'll see, you know, things just get really really silly with him. Which mm. which I I love the contrast. You know, that he, the transition will be fun to talk about. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So yeah, kills his own men in a way way more violent than Alvida. And mm-hmm. uh, basically says, all right, go get the map, take everything of value, just go. Again, setting up this yeah. real good uh, threat to it. Yeah. And meanwhile, Luffy and Nami are just hanging out in a random house. Apparently the town's just deserted. <laughs> yeah. I love that Nami's like, I don't know whose house this is. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says, our, Luffy's just completely barely paying attention. It's like, oh, are Nami and his men really that scary? <laughs> it's like, I'm Nami. <laughs> And yeah, then you sort of get tales of Buggy where he blew up a village because kids made fun of his nose. That and tracks. he has the mysterious powers and Luffy doesn't care. Yeah, he's just all of this exposition happening and he's just like, oh, I'm not paying it. You know, oh, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're looting the houses. It's like, no, I only robbed from pirates. Again, good character moment where you're finding out exactly what her, you get more of her deal. Yeah, Nami has standards. Thank you. Yeah. Only pirates, no random people, just <laughs> pirates, and <Yeah. laughs> get the immediate frustration of like, oh god, dealing with Luffy. And <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, I, the, also a running theme. <laughs> oh yeah, just, oh, just I don't know, complete uh, headache. Yeah, but yeah. we also get more of her deal, where the reason she's robbing pirates is that she needs to get a hundred million berries to buy yep. a certain village. Mm-hmm. Considering we saw eight million for Haguma the Bear, that oh is a yeah, a lot yeah. of money. Hundred million, yeah. At this point in the story, it's a, that's a lot of money. That, that's sort of something I I think we'll get to it when we get to it. It's just a, a something to keep, kind of keep in the back of your head for now, if, if yeah. anyone's reading along. Nice, nice little plan in your head because that that's key. That that amount of money is key. But yeah, her plan is to basically get this map, head for the Grand Line, and then steal from bigger and better pirates so she can make that money even quicker. I love that every time anybody else has brought up the the Grand Line so far in the story, it's it's been sort of described as like this this horrible, horrible place that you never want to go alone. You know, Kobe's like, you're you're just a pirate crew of two people. What are you doing? And the Nami's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go and steal from pirates in the Grand Line. Like, what a just like so confident in herself. I I, I dig it a lot. It. it- kind of underlines just how good her navigator skills are because like she says, I'm the best navigator around. I love the sea. And yep. I, you know, I never questioned the idea that she couldn't do it. Like she is. Yeah. That yeah. Good. Totally. Yeah. Hearing that she's a navigator immediately excites Luffy. Uh, but then the other shoe drops and, you know, Luffy asks to, you know, join my pirate crew. And that's the, that's sort of the line for Nami that she's just like, no way. <laughs> and she's like, Nope, I don't want to team up with you. I, I take it back. And, oh, okay, so you're just uh, after some treasure that you keep in the hat of yours. Like, you have the map of of whatever treasure this is. You get the sense that he is starting to affect her just a little bit. Just yes. by the fact that he says, I treasure it because a friend gave it to me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. She's kind of 
shuffles it off, you know, not worry about it. And then you get this kind of awkward sentence <laughs> from her. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing in this world I really hate, it's pirates. But I love money and tangerines. It's like, <laughs> okay, not on topic, but sure. Yeah, and I, I, I understand what he's trying to do there, but it is sort of like a, uh, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a weird time to bring that up, but mm-hmm. hey. Yeah, a little bit. And then, of course, we get Luffy's stubbornness coming out. It's like she made all those declarations like, so how about it? You still want to be my navigator? <laughs> uh, she just she just said that she hates you. And uh-huh. Hates everything that you stand for. And just like, so, yeah. Do you yep. want to join? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, Luffy. <laughs> I mean, but then she uses it to her advantage, of course. It's like, well, I'll consider it if on one condition. Let's go see Buggy. And yep. uh, just brings out a rope. And uh, <laughs> as they get closer, just ties him up. Yep. I love how she's actually able to do this. He doesn't He doesn't resist. Yeah, no. She is uh, somehow able to make it work. I think there's a lot of moments where you're kind of wondering what's going through Luffy's head. How much does he know? How dumb is yeah. he playing? I don't know. But uh, yeah, we go back to Buggy, who's chewing out the uh, three pirates that Luffy beat up. And he's ready to kill them. And then this weird other pirate comes in and just uh, says, oh, hey, uh, she's back. <laughs> she just walked in. She just walked in through the front door. Yeah. That's when she turns over Luffy and is like, hey, I captured the thief. This is my boss. We had a falling out. And here's the map. Yep. It's sort of just like what we were talking about earlier. Like, uh, how long is it going to take for Buggy to start being silly? And it's like, oh, right here. You know, he's just... As soon as he gets the news that Nami's here, he's just like, great. And he's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> and then he's just, after seeing Nami say that, like, ah, oh, we, we had a falling out. And he's just like, huh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just that, I yeah. love that huh face on him before he just breaks out laughing. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's, okay, he's a little dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just maybe a little bit. <laughs> and then Luffy's just in a huff. is like, well, don't think about joining my crew anymore because he's, now he's in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he's a little bad. Mm-hmm. And we end off the chapter with Zoro arriving in town with the other pirates. Oh, baby. I love, again, establishing a tradition. Arrive at a new place, immediately separate everybody, and everybody gets a little piece of the story and has their own sort of plots that start interconnecting as time goes on. Yep. Yep. I, I feel like the um, the seeds are really planting for what would become like the quintessential One Piece story arc. Yeah. Where, and, and of course, it's it's not maybe as effective when you just have like Luffy and, and Zoro and now Nami all kind of juggling their own ambitions. But I, I do sort of appreciate that. Like, okay, we are giving multiple characters sort of like each side of the story with their own perspective. And they sort of weave in and out of importance as the, like the story demands. It's an effective way of making sure every character gets time to shine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which definitely is an issue for other Shonen series. How do you balance all these characters? And we'll see how effective Oda is at it as time goes on, whether they all have a a time to shine. But right now, again, it's this is mainly uh, seems to be getting Luffy and Nami Mm -hmm. connected. Yep. And yeah, we start up chapter 10 incident at the tavern with a big party. (laughs) Got these crazy clown pirates on unicycles and balls and just doing these weird parlor tricks uh, while drinking and just. All ready for it, and you find out Nami can hold her alcohol. <laughs> yeah, easily easily out drinks most pirates. I don't think that ever comes up again, but <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Meanwhile, Luffy's just like, I want food, and is just gnawing on the bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is something that he, he continues to do throughout the chapter. I think even in that same that same pose where he's just got like his head is at a 90 degree <laughs> angle, but the rest of his body is sitting down. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so good. And he's like hungry, and she actually does get him some food. Like you don't see it. It's just like, hey, I'm starving. Mm, thanks for the food. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not really needing that have the thing. It's like, oh, hey, you're not so bad. Hey, join my crew. <laughs> <laughs> he just does not let it go. Yeah. But yeah, that's when, you know, she's like, okay, if my plan works out, maybe I'll let you go. So you don't seem so bad for a pirate. And then <laughs> Buggy shows up. Yep. It's the face-to-face confrontation. Yep. And that's when you get the introduction of the Buggy Balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so silly. But as as we'll see, it's not to be trifled with. Yeah, this is the biggest display of power we've ever seen up to this point. Where yeah. that one tiny cannon is strong enough to decimate, what is it? One, two, three, four, four, like seven or eight houses in a row, all the way out to sea. I love how they all just sort of like, like they have this sort of cartoony bend to them as the cannonball is going straight through them and it's just like it's a really good way to just sell the destructive power of this thing yeah it is just devastatingly powerful and it's like okay i don't think luffy can survive that (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not that's not happening and that's kind of important because um yeah uh buggy wants to have nami show her dedication to the cause by killing her former boss she tries to laugh it off, and again, you yep. get a nice, threatening look from Buggy, where he's just like, "Do it, do it." Ah, oh, that's a great, that's a great face, a great panel. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's amazing how effectively, like, he could be so threatening in that, like, at the top panel, but then you look at the bottom left one, he's saying, "Blowing to pieces," where he just has the stupidest laugh <laughs> yeah. face on it. He is going back and forth between just completely threatening and totally silly, mm-hmm. and it works because. Yeah, he's a clown. He's a clown. It, it, yeah, he manages to pull it off surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. And again, another wonder. Like, man, Luffy stands out as such a great main character because yeah. Nami is like, oh god, what should I do? I if they don't kill, if I don't kill him, they'll kill me. And he's just a no good pirate. But if I kill him, I'll be as bad as a pirate. And just trying to figure out what to do it. And Luffy just notices her handshaking and. He's like, that's what you get for going up against pirates unprepared. And she's like, oh, you mean like not willing to kill? He's like, no, I mean risking your own life for what you believe in. Yeah, and I think something that'll be, it happens every now and again. You you have these moments where like a character just has their life on the line and they're just like, they're just smiling. They are absolutely prepared to risk their own life for, for what they want. And, and I think that that sort of like smiling in the face of certain danger is kind of, it is a huge part of like Luffy's appeal as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is kind of unafraid of yeah that sort of thing, and and knows what he's all about. And that little speech is enough for like this other pirate lights the the fuse on the cannon, and she immediately pulls out this bow staff that is in three parts on her leg, which yeah. you know that's I, I, that's pretty cool. How <laughs> she yeah 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 puts it all together and just smacks just, the crap out of this guy. It's like man, okay, yeah, she's actually well, pretty effective. I love that, you know, Buggy seems so offended at this. Just like, after I, I welcomed you to my crew, like, that was, like, five <laughs> minutes ago. Like, you've betrayed us. Like, oh, no. I know. We drank together for 
maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? He really got attached to Nami very quickly. <laughs> and even Luffy's actually surprised at her doing this. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, wait, you're actually going to save me? He's like, no, I just got carried away and didn't become a, become a murderer. And yeah. again, another little clue to what Nami's deal is where you pirates took someone dear to me. I'll never become what I hate. Uh-huh. He's like, huh, so that's why you hate pirates. Oh, wait, the fuse is lit. Help! <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we don't have time for this character development. You know, uh, immediate danger. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. Sometimes you hear that sort of stuff. It's like, uh, you want to tell me more? And, and usually it's like there's a lot of downtime. But here it's like, uh, no, there's literally no, no, a cannon yep. about to blow him up. Yep. <laughs> and all the other pirates are coming after her. And she notices that the fuse is still lit. And rather than take on the pirates, well, she kind of swipes at him. But they completely dodge her. So kind of showing like, okay, she's smart and she can kind of handle herself, but not enough to go against pirates directly. Like they are. Yeah. Like the one guy is like just really confident with how he's like kind of on his back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) You can see how desperate Luffy is because the bar he's chewing on is just has all these bite marks and honestly looks like he's about to break through. Yeah, He's almost there. Give him a little bit more time. I think he could do it. (laughs) <laughs> but instead, she decides to just go like go for the fuse and like burns her own hand oh. in order to stop it. Like, like again, I love so those painful. moments. So it's like, oh god, I'm so desperate to save somebody. I'm willing to put up with this pain. Yeah, it really is effective showing just how determined she is. What she's trying to do it, uh, do, and that's when Zoro shows up. Yes, <laughs> Zoro has the coolest entrances. I know, right? <laughs> and he's not even—he's blocking them with like the scabbard of his sword. Yeah, only using two. Only yep. has them both sheathed, taking out all four of these pirates, and just casually asking, like, "How many pirates does it take to handle this girl?" Yeah, seriously. He's asking even about her, how she's doing, and that's when they find out, like, "Oh wait, this guy is Zoro." Yeah, that's enough to catch Buggy's interest. He's like, "Oh." You've come to capture me. It's like, no, I'm I'm just here for my friend. Yeah. And Buggy's more than willing to actually take on Zoro. Oh, yeah. And uh, he goes after Zoro and Zoro, well, that's the end of Buggy. <laughs> cuts yeah, him in the middle, chopped... cuts off his leg. He is done. Chopped into pieces. He has like, what, five knives? But Zoro just goes through it. And that's what we're left with. It's like Luffy being like, wait, that was way too easy. Ah, oh, what a cliffhanger. And the, his crew just going like, <laughs> oh, there's something, there's something deeper here. Like I saw that for us. Like, oh no, that's how we're ending this. We don't know what, yep. like, we still don't know Buggy's powers. All we know is he just got chopped up, but nobody seems worried. And even Luffy thinks that was too easy. He's like, um. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, mm, clearly, clearly that's not going to be the end of this fight. No, there, there's but something is, more to it. Yeah. That is the end of our little batch of chapters for now. Yeah. And I got to say, really great wrap up to Kobe's character and a really great introduction to Nami's character. Yeah, this um, this bit has been like starting fast, you know, it's, it's been mm-hmm. starting strong and just in sort of how many moving parts have been uh, going on in the story. Yeah, I know this one's definitely the longest of our arcs so far, so I'm not sure how, how many more chapters are left to it. But Me neither. There's definitely more to see, and I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. And it, again, exp- I've never experienced this through the manga, only mm-hmm. through the anime. So seeing how it's changed, how it how it does it, I'm 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 excited for it because manga is a bit more brutal. 
than the, yeah, yeah. the anime. You're able to get away with a little bit more violence, and uh, the the story basing has been like sublime so far. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of shocked at. I I feel like every time I read a batch of five chapters, I'm like I could read ten more right now. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily could read ten more. It's like ugh, we gotta pace ourselves for the sake of the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm I'm still invested. I still think it's really well done. I'm I'm curious for those. Like, obviously, we're dropping hints of stuff coming in the future just because we've read ahead. But going like not knowing though about those hints, just having those things dropped and sort of like like just seeing them. I do remember being like ready to like well in my case watch the next episode because it's like man there's this is pretty interesting. I do yeah. know I do know that I have a bit of a complaint up until a certain point for One Piece, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that when we get to that. We have a ways to go before I kind of address that complaint. Okie dokie, yeah. And, but th- there is, th- it is one of those things where I, I think it takes a little while for One Piece to become truly great. You can see the places that they're preparing things, like they're, like oh, yeah, where yeah. the little seeds are being planted, but it hasn't yeah. quite reached that like amazing part yet. Yeah, I I know where this this manga starts to hit its stride, and I I absolutely can't wait to get there and discuss those chapters. <laughs> yeah, gonna be a little while yet, but for now we got a clown to well, we've dealt with a clown supposedly. <laughs> we'll have to see what actually happens next time. But with that, I believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters six to ten of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at Bitnerd Games on YouTube or Bitnerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. Brandon, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at Brandon Bovia. I talk about, you know, anime, manga, games, whatever I'm uh, working on manga-wise. Again, I feel like I need to start weaving this into my intro. That I'm, <laughs> I'm the English letterer for uh, Dragon Ball Super, Kaiju Number no. 8, Ayashimon, and many, many more series. He knows his stuff. <laughs> I got, I got yeah. a, I got an expert. <laughs> so, so, uh, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm slightly that. less of a clown compared to Buggy. I'll put, that is I'll put true. it that way. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at Patreon.com/DerekBittner to listen to the next episode three days early, and make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters eleven to fifteen of One Piece. Until then, my friends. Bye. Bye bye. Are you trying to tell me you find my nose funny? Is my nose amusing?